Hey everybody, my name is Nyla and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, a podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is going to be all about bees and how to identify them. So let's get started. So welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts. Rate, share, and support it, especially if you love it. And lastly, send your comments or questions by email to greenerthoughtspodcast.gmail.com. So I want to start off with the announcements in today's episode, as I usually do in every episode. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about, first of all, the ongoing giveaway that's happening this month. So it's the first Sierra Club May Anniversary Green Thoughts Prize Giveaway. And it actually started May 2nd, 2019, and will, of course, continue until the Sierra Club's anniversary, which is on May 28th, later this month. So it'll be until May 28th, 2019, and the details are as follows. So the ongoing giveaway details are that the prize will be uh, one Sierra Club uh, giveaway prize pack, including several things. One of the things is an XXL um, Sierra Club logo showcase t-shirt. The second thing is um, one one one-size-fits-all Make America Green Again hat. And uh, Make America Green Again uh, actually is uh, what the Sierra Club is doing is is supporting, of course, advancing uh, climate solutions, fighting for clean air and water, and keeping our wild places wild. The next thing is that you will receive one Sierra Club bumper sticker, and lastly, two eco-friendly themed button pins from Etsy. Um, I curated them myself, and all this will be um, on to the backpack and inside the backpack which will also be included in the uh, prize package and it will be used to hold all of those items and the prize value pack equates to about $55 and some giveaway info before I proceed to the next um, bit of information here is that for the giveaway to enter it the first thing you have to do is recall one fact or info bit from any Greener Thoughts uh, previous podcast uh, episode and uh, let me know that you you know enjoyed it let me know about it and talk about it in your email submission the second thing is explain one message greener thoughts has taught you about the environment and how it's impacted you and lastly the third uh, thing is for any past or current sierra club member detail why you joined the sierra club and what year you became a member and what environmental issue matters most to you be sure to email your answers to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com and the giveaway ends at midnight Eastern Standard Time on May 28th, 2019. Uh, some stipulations are that you are limited to one-page answers for your submission, so all the answers will be in email format and on one page. And it's limited to one winner in the giveaway of all the total entries I receive. And then lastly, all this information I talk about in the episodes 
uh, podcasts um, up until the deadline will be, of course, in the podcast episode description section. And I'll always talk about it first thing as far as part of the announcements and um, for each um, podcast episode. And then again, all the podcast information about the giveaway will be published um, in the episodes up until two days before the Sierra Club's anniversary, which is on May 28th, because the preceding uh, episode will be a couple days before the deadline. And the deadline, of course, of the giveaway is, like I said before, on the Sierra Club's anniversary, which is on May 28th, and it will be uh, this year uh, coming up um, the last day for the giveaway. Like I said before, it's May 28th. And again, please read all the above information I talked about carefully when you decide to enter. So I'm going to get started with uh, reasons as to why I chose to talk about this topic for this episode and what's going to be covered in it. So I know that spring is upon us, you know, it's raining outside heavily and, you know, we're getting ready for some of those flowers to populate and be around in our gardens, outside our homes and uh, other places. And so I thought that this would be a great time to talk about bees, um, those who um, are prone to bee stings, those who, you know, may not know if they're allergic, um, and also the wonders that bees do to take care of us um, in their small but yet powerful ways that they do. Um, I won't be talking about fl- wasps and flies um, in this episode. It's only strictly about bees. Um, and, but in other news, um, something else I want to add before I get into the topic is that Jim Fowler um, of Wild Kingdom, he actually died at the age of 89 on May 8th which was a few days ago, and he was a native Georgian and a wildlife expert, world traveler, environmentalist, among many things, and he was also a regular on The Tonight Show with uh, Johnny Carson and then Jay Leno, respectively. So if anyone um, knew of him and his timeline and his work, um, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with you. You know, if he was definitely an idol or someone that you respected, you know, as a environmentalist figure as a wildlife uh, person and expert in his field you know that's pretty sad that he died at this you know age 89 and he looked like he you know lived a full life and it's always sad when someone even a celebrity or just someone on tv dies um, unexpectedly or if they're having health troubles it's just really sad so um on to the topic So the topic is about bees. So what's the buzz is what I entitled this uh, section here. So the backstory is that um, many of the bees I'm going to be talking about, most of them, if not all of them, are uh, U.S. uh, native bees. And um, the honeybee, for example, um, which is not really native to North America, is capable of stinging. And um, bees are really interested, you know, in one thing, which is plants and uh, flowers, fauna. Um, sometimes they're interested in uh, nesting and creating those uh, habitats where their bees can, of course, grow and everything in trees or in, or in wood or under um, bushels or in plant areas, things like that. And the reason that they sting is because they are, you know, sometimes attacked or they're squashed or they are agitated. Um, or something else, or maybe it's an accident that happens to you know fall upon them, and you happen to get stung, or sometimes uh, animals happen to get stung as well. 
So I'm gonna break down the differences in bees. There's many different uh, bees I'm gonna get into. Um, almost 10, but I won't go that far. There's uh, just uh, many listings of them. So I'll start off with um, that there's different varieties of, of course, bees and uh, different uh, species that are out there. So beware of that. So I'll start off with the honeybees. So the Apis uh, melivera is what they're also known as. And the origins was that they Im were imported to North America um, to pollinate originally uh, agricultural crops. And they're characteristically uh, colored as a golden brown with black abdominal stripes. And yes, they do have a sting factor to them. So the sting factor is a definite yes. And some of the details about the honeybee are that they have yellow pollen on their legs traditionally. And as that bee collects um, pollen and moves from, from uh, flower to flower or from fruit plant to fruit plant, the pollen, uh, they have it move across their bodies and it gets to their legs, which then collects into a little basket. And it's not like a, a fruit basket or a bread basket, which you may um, think about when you think of a basket traditionally. But a basket refers to when the bee gathers the actual pollen, uh, she, the, the females, usually push it to the bottom of the basket um, and press it tightly um, and so it compacts into each, onto um, uh, itself, layering and layering the pollen. And a full basket can carry as much, um, or as many, I should say, as a million grains of pollen. So that's what a basket is. It's a compacted area of pollen uh, with millions of different grains of pollen um, as it's uh, being collected uh, by the bee uh, when it travels from um, place to place. And a honeybee, usually the female, really, um, it has a barbed stinger. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, it can sting, it can, it can only sting once. So that's the fortunate part, I guess. But consequently, um, the bee, when it pulls away after stinging, the stinger actually remains with the victim and the honeybee uh, literally has her guts ripping out, uh, which is sad. And then uh, the last thing is that uh, how you can get rid of honeybees, the thing to do is to, of course, leave them alone. But if a swarm is present, for example, um, then you can always just contact your local beekeeper to um, handle that uh, situation there. The second thing is, uh, the second type of bee, I should say, is bumblebees. Uh, they're from the genus Bumble Bumbus, and their origins are that there were, or are, about 49 species, at least native to the United States. And their char characteristic colors are that um, they happen to be larger than your uh, usual honeybees and they have a black body covered with dense yellow and black hair. And the ca carpenter bees, um, just to contrast, are noticeably larger than bumblebees um, if you're confused about the two. And their sting factor is that yes, they do have uh, the ability to sting if they're handled or you um, happen to be close to the nest. Uh, the details on the bumblebee are that they um, get their name from the noise that they create inside the flower. And I was going to talk about this um, also that they have really, bees, uh, all types of them have different types of um, noise that they create, create as they are uh, rumbling around the vibrations of their wings, you know, that creates different sounds. And so they make the noise by moving around so quickly uh, that they sonicate the pollen off of them 
and off the flower and onto the hairs of their body. So the transference is from the pollen um, to their bodies and when they shake it off when they're traveling, you know, that uh, sound is created and vibrated. The nests that they build, that the bumblebees build, um, are built in the ground and often in abandoned mammal holes, so check out for those. And then lastly, how to get rid of those bees is that you can of course always leave them alone and avoid killing them because um, at all costs they are most vital because their species uh, numbers are on the decline. And ways to repel them are that you can spray their nest at night uh, with an equal amount of parts vinegar and water. The third bee is carpenter bees. Now they're from the genus uh, Xylocopa. And their origins are that they are also known as wood bees. And how to look out for carpenter bees is that you have to look out for uh, sawdust or um, things of that nature on your sills, window sills, stoops that you may have. Because um, these are a good indication of holes that may be present where the females bury into them and have their nests going on for reproductive pur purposes, of course. And in the U.S., there are actually two eastern uh, species on the, on the eastern side of the United States of carpenter bees. And their characteristic color is that they have a black body with dense yellow and black hairs on their head and thorax and, on, and a bald uh, abdomen. And their sting, sting factor is sharp because they, the females actually do sting in defense, but this rarely happens and males are actually territorial. So if you happen to be around a pesky male and he won't leave you alone, you're probably near their nest or where they happen to uh, be beside each other, these males and females uh, congregating. And uh, they don't usually sting. So the males don't sting, um, but the females do in defense. And the males are the only ones that are territorial. Some details about the carpenter bee are that the females, of course, lay their eggs and they... Uh, lay the females first and then the males last. I found that the most uh, interesting part of some of these bees, another sort of set of bees also does the same thing, but they know the sex of the baby um, before or maybe after or so that they lay them, which is kind of cool because, you know, humans, they have to know the, the sex of the baby um, if they wanted to before its birth. Um, and also some other things about carpenter bees are that they are also known to steal the nectar um, without providing a natural benefit. And this is something like from blueberry plants where they happen to pollinate. Um, but they're really, you know, fine pollinators uh, other than that, but they do, do just happen to steal nectar um, from plants and from flowers. And um, how to get rid of these bees, carpenter bees, is that you can, of course, deter them by painting over or sealing wood. Um, to prevent them from nesting in them, or just play loud music next to their nest. Fourth is uh, the mason bees, and they're from the genus Osmia, and their origins are that they are native to the Americas, and their characteristic colors are that they actually have metallic colors. They're the first um, bees on this list to have the metallic colors of blue and uh, dull green and a black. Uh, sort of color. And then uh, the sting factor is that, yes, um, the males really don't sting, the male mason bees, but the females technically can if they're handled roughly or trapped under something like clothing. And the details um, of mason bees are that the females um, lay the eggs in the back of the nest first and then the male eggs. Um, and they're most active in the springtime, which is perfect for me talking about this. 
and um, that mason bees are also really small and fast flying, so they're zipping around. And mason bees carry pollen and hairs on the underside of their abdomens. And how to get rid of them is that you have to maintain a dense sort of turf uh, of your, over your land and water frequently and use mulch to cover bare and uh, barren spots uh, on your property or on your lawn or area. The fifth uh, type of uh, bee is the leafcutter bee and they're from the genus uh, Megachile. And their origins are they are from uh, North America because they have uh, many different types of uh, Megachile um, bees around and their characteristic colors are that they are black with white hairs covering the thorax and the bottom of the abdomen. Interesting factor is that yes, they definitely they definitely do sting, um, but their stings um, aren't said to are said to hurt less than actually a honeybee sting from those who have been stung by them. And the details are that with uh, leaf cutter bees, they carry the the pollen um, on their abdomens and they're very fast flyers. And for their nest, they actually use leaves, which is interesting. And they close up uh, leaves with. Uh, with that material and, and use it to make nest cavities, which is cool. I actually saw a few videos of them and that was one of the few videos that I've seen where leaves are actually used uh, in the bee's nesting process. And uh, some important things about leaf colored bees are that they are uh, pollinators of things like wildflowers, wildflowers I should say, um, fruits and vegetables and to get rid of them try wrapping your plants in cheesecloth to protect them and of course cutting away the dead material of plants before you do that or use something like a bee hotel to stray the bees um, away from outside plants that you have um, present outside your home. The sixth bee is uh, blueberry bees and they are from the Habo, Habropoda or um, Labriolosa um, genus and also they are known as the southeastern uh, blueberry bee and their origins are native to the United States of course and they are characteristic in the fact that they are smaller than your average version of bumblebee or carpenter bee that we talked about and their sting factor is that yes they definitely do sting and they uh, can only sting or are more susceptible to stinging when crushed like um, on when crushed by a person or another object or animal, for example. And the details are that they are known for pollinating blueberries. That's what they're known for. That's where they get the name from. And their plants, and, um, and they pollinate plants on the ground, and their nest is actually on the ground. They're one of the few bees to have a nest on the ground. And to get rid of these bees, blueberry bees, all you have to do is try reducing the dry and exposed soils uh, where they like to meet, on the ground, of course. The seventh uh, bee is squash bees, and they're from the genus uh, genera uh, Peponipus, and um, there's another one, uh, Xenoglossa. And they uh, are, have origins native to North and South America, and their characteristic color is that the head and thorax of the squash bee um, ranges in color from black or tan to actually orange, uh, surprisingly. It's one of the few bees I've seen in the whole listing that actually have tan and orange uh, as body colors. And the thorax is uh, heavy, um, hairy also, and black, 
uh, with a banded um, set of abdomen stripes that are black, white, or tan. So there's tons of variety there. And these bees actually don't sting. They, it's rare that they sting. Um, and they are, of course, ground-based, like one of the um, bees that we talked about earlier. And um, their nesting is on the ground. And details of the squash bee are that they have trouble actually pollinating flowers, um, although they sometimes do pollinate. That's just what they do. And they're one of the few bees on our list here that flies pre-dawn. So very much early in the morning, before uh, 6 a.m., um, that's dawn time, at least for me, um, on the East Coast. So that's the time when you'll maybe uh, see them around if you're an early riser. And uh, they pollinate squash, zucchini, pumpkins, and many other gourds. And to get rid of squash bees, you have to try also, like I said before, with blueberry bees, uh, try reducing the dry, exposed soils where they like to meet. The eighth bee, uh, which is also going to be our last bee, uh, comes in a variety of different genera or genuses, and their origins are the Americas and the continent of, of Africa. And their characteristic color is that they range in color from uh, black to metallic blues and greens with some copper and blue overtones, and they also have stripes in their abdomens. Their sting factor is that they have one. Uh, the females sting when agitated. And the details of the sweat bee are that they are actually one of the first bees to really be attracted to human perspiration. So if you're one to sweat, if you just came from the gym, if you had a rough day and you were outside gardening and are full of sweat and drenched, you're probably going to have some sweat bees attracted to you. And they are excellent pollinators and they're really much active in October and November and to get rid of them, all you have to do is keep the ground around you moist outside, you know, in front of your uh, apartment or house or wherever you see bees um, being uh, around. And you have to grow some type of vegetation, you know, over bare spots and sort of limit the potential of nesting uh, sites around. So my thoughts on bees generally, and even today learning about these different types of bees, I loved it. I love um, the fact that even though, you know, there's so many campaigns about saving the bees, it's great to take a step back and actually learn uh, so much more about your, you know, traditional bumblebee or honeybee. And there's so many other ones too that I didn't know about really. Um, there are thousands of different varieties and species um, of some of the bees that we talked about. And um, even though many of the ones I said were um, from North America or from the United States, there are other bees um, in other places in the world, other countries that they're native to and regions. And so if you have, you know, bees around you that are from a different, you know, place, be mindful of them and research further. You know, if you happen to be um, allergic to uh, certain types of bees, are you allergic to all of them or just certain types? Or, you know, have you traveled elsewhere and been... Uh, stung and it still um, affected you like that's something to you know be aware of um, there are other things as far as why bees are so important because they are important to our ecosystems uh, populating uh, or pollinating I should say um, our fruits and vegetables that we need to you know be healthy and survive and many of the other things they're just naturally just the do-gooders of nature and I'm so happy to have talked about uh, bees and you know my experience with bees are that 
I do like when they're around, you know, seeing their little buzzing. Um, sometimes I am hesitant to go towards certain paths or walk certain places because, you know, sometimes bees are everywhere and they tend to chase at times. But I'm never really near their nests or anything like that. So um, I just try and take it easy and I never have really killed any bees or anything like that. Um, but I do know when they're around, they just, you know, go from flower to flower and pollinate and they do their job. You know, and when I talked about um, earlier with almost all the bees, well, with the exception of a few, um, that they are more interested in the flower and actually uh, going from uh, flower to flower and pollinating and doing what they need to do. So they're not really worried about stinging unless they are provoked or angered or you're messing with their nest or you stomp on one or you accidentally hit one and it stings you. So bees are more, I think, afraid of, you know, people than anything else. And you just want to be on their way. Um, so I'm going to get to um, some more things that you can learn about bees and ways to save the bees, learn about bees, bee products, and more information in the Mother Earth Minute section. So I'm going to get into the Mother Earth Minute section. But first, I'm going to uh, talk about a short message of how you can support Greener Thoughts. Do you love Greener Thoughts? If you're able to, decide to show your support of Greener Thoughts by clicking the second link in the description box of the episode. It's a direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time in Greener Thoughts where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue that we talked about in the episode and as always save Mother Earth. So the message in today's episode and for the Mother Earth Minutes is that sudden colony collapse is still a thing so save the bees and a quick bee fact is that honeybees alone uh, as commercial pollinators in the United States are estimated at about $15 billion annually, uh, with them doing almost 80% of all crop pollination. So with that, we have to take care of the bees, learn about the bees. If you're scared about bees, or if you're scared about you know, maybe what you don't know, learn as much as you can. Um, that's a good way to combat um, you know, things that we don't know about something, whether you're scared of uh, many different animals, you know, bees, for example, some people are really scared of and have fear around it naturally, um, maybe because of its stinger, but also it's good to just learn about these things so that you are less afraid um, and can do more to prevent, um, you know, the, the things that we, you know, think are unforeseen when it comes to bees. So I want to let you know the symptoms of bee stings are that uh, itching, hives, or swelling over a large part of your body, um, you know, is just what uh, can also happen when it comes to, you know, bee stings. And the face, throat, or tongue uh, starts to swell. That's something to look forward to um, when it comes to, you know, symptoms, you know, checking for those. If you have trouble breathing or dizziness or stomach cramps or nausea or diarrhea, those are things to look for uh, too. And then a remedy to all of those things is an avocue avu or the EpiPen. And uh, anyone who's allergic to bees knows that those are safeguards and can definitely help you um, when you have anaphylactic shock um, being stung by bees. 
The second tip I have for you is to support and protect the bees. So if you happen to know of any of these sites, that is really great. So the Honey Bee Conservancy, they're online at the honeybeeconservancy.org. Bee, honeybee That's their website. If you're in the United uh, Kingdom or in the European Union, a part of that, there are bee organizations across the pond. And you can go to beetime.eu forward slash, and you can search on their site, search top 11 organizations and initiatives helping to save the bees. They have really great information there. Um, also, um, you can use um, the Find the Great British Bee Count phone app where available. And this phone app is wonderful and it's created by Friends of the Earth and it allows to you know, log the bees that you spot out and about. So if you happen to be in Great Britain and want to, of course, download that app, I suggest you do it. And um, a bee source, bee source is the next website, beesource.com is a great place to look for bee information. Planet Bee is also a great website. You can find more information at www.planetbee.org. And National uh, Honey Month is actually in September. So um, there's another uh, event as well, National uh, Honey Bee Day um, is actually in August. Um, it's on the 17th in uh, this year, 2019. And in 2020, that date will be August 15th. 15th and in 2021 that date will be August 21st so maybe I could maybe do a um, giveaway during that time I don't know let me know your thoughts I will definitely put something something together and it'd be really fun because uh, I love giveaways and you know if you support the channel and do something like um, funding a little bit of it then I'll definitely increase the giveaways I love doing giveaways period but doing things like um, encouraging listener support for those who love Green Thoughts the most, um, then, you know, if you're able to give, that'd be fine. And definitely I can get those giveaways pumping even more. The third tip is if you are vegan, you know, this bee information may not benefit you, although um, I always think that it's great to learn more, you know, knowledge is power. And so, you know, this is great to learn about bees. And the fourth and last tip I have for you as part of the Mother Earth Minutes segment is to uh, get into bee-related products. So Burt's Bees has been my number one go-to for certain types of products, and I miss it. I've, I've used their products probably since um, prior to 2010, and they're online at www.burtsbees.com. And uh, Etsy has really great uh, bee products, you know, beeswax, t-shirts, patches, enamel pins, other goodies. And all you have to do is search Save the Bees. And then lastly, um, one of my uh, favorite brands, um, black-owned brands, is Me and the Bees Lemonade, uh, founded by a little girl, Michaela. Um, and she uh, has a great website and brand. You can find out more on www.me and thebees.com. So the eco fact of the day is that two days of temperatures topping 107 degrees Fahrenheit kill one third of Australia's spe spectacled flying foxes. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2019 issue. So the call to action is the time in Greener Thoughts where I want to hear your story. 
You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or a company? Either way, like Grinda Thoughts now. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send your essay of 200 words to the email address greenathoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the Eco Company Spotlight is time in Greener Thoughts where if you have, per se, an environmentally related product or service that you are head of or just started and want me to, of course, review it, I'd love to give your product or service some shine and get your ideas about it out there. Um, And since February 2019, I've been introducing many companies that I support, have given uh, my money to, um, and have invested, you know, time and effort into uh, researching about and learning about. And I always talk about, you know, these companies that are doing good for the environment. And if you know of any of them, um, and especially this one uh, for this episode, then let me know. Uh, So today's... um, Eco Company Spotlight will be going to uh, Avocado Green Mattress from Avocado Mattress LLC. And if you heard of this company, awesome. Avocado Green Mattress is the kind of mattress that is truly in a class all on its own. Avocado Green Mattresses are designed in Hoboken, New Jersey, and handmade in sunny California with only the finest naturally non toxic and certified organic materials. Avocado Mattresses' mission is to be the most respected source for organic mattresses and pillows at affordable prices. This is all while maintaining environmentally conscious, ethical, sustainable business practices and to help safeguard your health and protect our planet. Avocado Mattresses um, make mattresses that are naturally non-toxic, um, number one. Number two, their luxurious latex plus back support is what they have. Number three, they're Green Guard Gold certified. And fourth, uh, they have a 25-year warranty. Number five is that they have free, free shipping or in-home delivery servicing for only um, $199 anywhere in the United States, including Hawaii and Alaska. And you can even remove your old mattress and they'll recycle your mattress set. The Avocado Green Mattress is one of the best independently rated uh, hybrid mattresses for adult back, stomach, and side sleepers. And the Avocado Green Mattress also um, has um, a 100-night trial uh, for you in an available, 100, uh, available 0% APR. Uh, so I came across the avocado uh, green mattress recently while doing some uh, research for some topics earlier in, in the month. And so um, I'll probably do a more exploratory green mattress episode in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, since mattresses, you know, change every decade or so, depending on use and wear um, or as needed uh, on the basis for people. And so it's important to consider, you know, your mattress, even when uh, making major purchases, um, you know, and making sure that they're friendly to the earth. Avocado uh, mattress can be found online at www.avocadogreenmattress.com and is nationally distributed across major big box chains and fine sleep stores where available. Uh, Connect with the Experience Center at their address at 12 Hudson Place, Suite 100, 
uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, zip code 07030. They're available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The Avocado Mattress is on the following social media platforms. Uh, Facebook, uh, Avocado Green Mattress. On Instagram, at Avocado Mattress, all lowercase, one word. At LinkedIn, at Avocado Green Mattress. At Pinterest, at Avocado Green Mattress. At Twitter, um, at Avocado Mattress. And at, on YouTube, at Avocado Green Mattress. Lastly, what you can do if you want to contact them further is go to their website, like I mentioned before, www.avocadogreenmattress.com. Then view the bottom section of the webpage labeled Email Us to contact them. So thank you all for listening into today's episode about wonderful bees, how to learn about them, spot them when you see them, how to get rid of them if you happen to uh, want to get rid of their nests and make sure that they don't sting you, and learning about how to save the bees, our precious bees that we have doing so many things for us and taking care of us in a small way but powerful way that they do. If you're interested, uh, please tune into the giveaway. It's very important as I you know do it every so often and I plan on having um, this giveaway as far as um, uh, this giveaway for the Sierra Club and the other giveaway I have planned uh, later this year and the preceding giveaway before uh, making those annual giveaways so people have time to get ready and get entered into those. So thank you again for listening and be sure to share this episode. Mark it as a favorite and mark your thoughts as a favorite so you can always come back every time. Um, Thank you so much for um, taking the time to consider uh, all the wonderful things of this episode and be on the lookout for the next episode. Until then, bye!